Alrighty, folks. Thank you so much for joining me on a very special episode of the Complainers Compound. I am your complaining host, Roberto Montez. In today's episode, I have my very first guest. His name is Matt Evers. Matt, introduce yourself. How are we doing? Hey, guys. Doing good. Thanks for uh, let's doing this, man. It's been a while. We've been trying to put this together and uh, yeah. just, I mean, you know, it's meant to be now. Yeah, dude. I'm super ready. I, uh, For me, I mean, getting this all together... Uh, it's not easy because I have to set up a date where uh, Allie is able to take care of the girls and I'm ready and hopefully my writing's okay. But I think I got some pretty good stuff. Um, today's episode is going to be on happiness. And um, this is a topic that I've been tr- really wanting to get to for a long time. Um, so it took a, a minute to get all the research down and uh, write a lot about my even my own emotions and how my how I'm going to apply it to the show, but what the what we're gonna do today is I'm going to kind of complain away, and hopefully <laughs> you're gonna hear me bitch for about thirty <laughs> minutes, and you're gonna really try to help me get out of it, and um, I got some pretty cool points, and hopefully you can use some um, empirical evidence to help me out, uh, but I'm just gonna go out and um, start off with uh, social media, man. And its effects on happiness. Uh, what do you think uh, that has to do with anything? I mean, just uh, I mean, I wouldn't. What, when did Twitter come around? Two thousand what seven? I mean, it's not even been around for ten years, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, seven but years, I, yeah. I mean, I think of like more social media is like Facebook, and I mean, I think I'm just not okay with it. You know, I used to be a part of it, think it was you know it was fun. You know, keep, oh you know you always make an excuse. Oh, I'm just using it to keep in touch with family. The next thing you know, it's you know you're posing. You know, then the duck face thing came along, and it's just right. I don't really think it's uh, dude. What ne- you- I don't think it's necessary in majority of cases. But um, the thing the thing with social media, bro, is the how easy it, well when it comes to twitter i can get on a whole another tangent on that but when it comes to at least instagram facebook um let's just well i'll just talk about instagram it's the easy ability to compare yourself to other people and what a lot of people aren't reminding themselves is is that when these piece people are posting let's say influencers not even your friends we're not, i'm not even gonna get to that yet you got some people that you admire they're posting these pics. One picture literally takes an hour for some of these pictures to get to get posted, and an hour of of not just the correct angle, but the thought of the picture itself and the message they're going to to, to convey. So they ha- so instead of literally just taking a snapshot, which should be a second, and posting it and being kind of realistic and real, you're seeing like a really huge fabricated shot, and that shot's supposed to influence you so much and that's kind of what's bugging me about at least when it comes to instagram is that i have to siphon through thousands of people i want to follow and hopefully one of those people that i want to follow say hey by the way this post took an hour and a half you know what i'm saying and it's that that kills me man that that they're able to edit and and honestly just fabricate an entire influence yeah i mean when you you bring filters in the mix i mean filters started being in the mix like three years ago and it's i mean every picture it seems like i mean i it just seems like there's 18 filters for each one now you can totally face swap somebody's face so like nobody's really them 
You know, I mean, who's right. really putting themselves, you know, personally out uh, there nowadays? Yes. I mean, it's all it's all a mirage, man. And if if you can't see that from the get go, I, I I don't know what to say. Like, you know, I it's like I know I saw you earlier today, three hours ago. Now you're at the bar, right? And you have this, you know, filter or whatever it has. And that it doesn't. I mean, you look better i mean i guess in some eyes but like i know what you look like and you're not fooling me and that's where i kind of get grossed out by it but you know what too bro now that i think about not not talking to you Mm -hmm. this this just literally just came up and that makes so much sense is that when it comes to life my i think something that i really like talking to people about is what i've learned through my dad and like my even my wife sure how you frame something, right? Yes. So how, what comes, what's your perception on it? What's your perspective? Like, how are you framing that photo? So if my buddy posts something like him at a bar, do this and that, it's up to me not to one, get jealous that he's at a fucking bar having a great time mm-hmm. and to be like, you know, I respect that photo. But it literally like for some odd reason when it comes to social media and, and it might have to do with the like button, bro. Like just the like button and having to like l- press the like or comment not even for them to receive it, but for me to do it, it's like, I don't know, man. I can't help but feel a little jealous, bro. No, I mean, like I, I take the... Damn to be there. Uh, yeah, Shit. I just, when we were attached, I don't know how we got attached to the like button so fast. I, I just, only time I really, the, I hit the like button, if it hits like an emotional core to me, if it's like, you know, a buddy's daughter that's lost her first tooth or something like that, mm-hmm. that's the stuff that I really, not waste my likes on, but like, that's the only time I usually strike that like button, because it just, I feel like I'm fawn- spawning, you know, or fueling the fire, Bro. you know, on other things, and <laughs> it just it so just makes true. me feel ugly inside, like, it just makes me feel gross, and I just would rather not, I'd but abstain you know what, from dude? it, man, so that's how I treat it, so... Now again, now damn, this is damn. This show is actually working already. Holy shit! Um, <laughs> I, I, I've never thought about this perspective yeah. or this angle, but um, I sometimes just like a photo just so they can get the like. Sh- sure, and just I mean, like, oh, I acknowledge that you posted, but can you post, you know, like one of my photos too? You know, like, yeah, I know you will. Mm-hmm. Ah, no, I mean dude. it's just it's just I don't know. It's a filter on top of filter. I mean, if you're you're kind of fueling it, man, and just you it's just true. have to, you have to see. Just take a step back, like any situation that you think is deemed, you know, gross or whatever. Just take a step back and look at both sides. And I mean, nobody's forcing you to participate in this, you know, like I'm sure, you know, your girlfriend is not like, or your wife, excuse me, your is not like, you know, hey, put that on there, put that on there telling you, I mean, we're individually doing this and making these choices to put ourselves out there. And right. that's fine to put yourself out there. Just I'd rather see the truth get put out there and. I mean, I guess the thing could be like, you know, to the news, like it's all, it's all perception. It's all, you know, you just right. got to take a step back and be able to see what's truth and what's, you know, kind of a, you know, middle ground gray area and what's a flat out lie. And I mean, so that's the hard point about like, what's knowing is true or false. I mean, well, I'm glad we tackled that on happiness. And I just want people to understand like, okay, that is one part that might may, maybe getting in the way of your happiness. Oh, Not right. this show is hopefully going to try to cultivate new happiness, but bring a new perspective of what may be hindering those that happiness. Well, if you're needing that for happiness, like I think you just need to take, you know, three more steps back. I mean, if you're needing other people's validation for happiness, I think you're going about yeah, things validation. in the wrong way. Just, you know, the get-go. I mean, 
to be truly, truly happy, I think it depends on you. I mean, you're the only one that's going to be able to make yourself happy. Nobody else is going to make yourself happy. You need to make, you know, certain decisions, changes, and, you know, to make yourself happy. You know, putting yourself out there for other people to give you a like is, again, it's just a gross thing. And, you know, it's so natural nowadays that, you know, they're doing that. So, um, all right. So next up, I have, I wrote something, um, I had a podcast called Why Kids Suck, and uh, I went off. But, I mean, obviously, I, I love my children. I, I, I'm i bringing that back when it comes to happiness as well. And I wrote, Why Kids Suck and Why Friends Bring More Pleasure. And then I told my wife that, and she got pretty mad at me, bro. She goes, oh, how can you say that? How can you be like this? And I try to explain it to her like this. Okay. It, okay. Kids obviously are going to bring me more pleasure but only because they bring so much pain so like the feeling of pleasure is increased when it comes to friends people that admire me and i admire them it's more of like a like if it's a wave it's a mellow wave it's like we're both giving each other compliments we're both letting each other know what we're good at what we're bad at and we're being very confident and very serious on how you know what we can do to self-improve when it comes to children i feel like all they're doing is constantly waiting for you to help them improve. And then you're like, well, what did I, What am I getting in return? But it does obviously take a, a seasoned parent to see, wow, everything I'm doing is increasing my ability to do better things outside of parenting as well. And it took a long time for me to see that. But at the same time, you know, the majority of my friends don't hand me poop. <laughs> yeah, no. So I'm trying to tell you, no, but it's, it. it's a difficult situation. Like my daughter will piss on the floor, and she'd be like, "Oh yeah, sorry about that." I'm like, "Oh yeah, cool." You know, I'm, I get that. I gotta clean it, even though yeah. I just fucking cleaned the house an hour ago. Yeah. I'll reclean that, and then she'll make a mess again. Yeah, it's it's pretty difficult. And when then finally, when she goes to bed and the house stays clean, dude, my happiness shoots off the roof. But what I'm trying to say, bro, if you come over to my house and you piss on the floor, yeah, I'm probably not gonna call you anymore, dog. Sure. Okay, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, okay, our relationship's over. The majority of the time, you're not going to do that. So I was trying to explain to my wife, yes, you're right. There is more pleasure with children. All I'm saying is that p- there's people without children, too, that are going to be happy as well. <sighs> yeah. And I'll, it's just kind of like there's yeah. m- my wave example was if you go out, if I, I'm here at your pad right now, bro, doing yeah. a really lovely podcast, it's kind of like we couldn't do that in my house with my daughters yeah. running around. There's no way. Yeah. So I had to get out, sure. go visit a friend who's willing to help me do this. Even though my wife could have helped me, she's just too tired. Sure. It's just, my whole point is I can argue that if you want to have little you know, bouts of happiness, how to cultivate more, sure, hang out with friends. That's all I was saying. Hang out with people you admire. Hang out with people who admire you and who really love you and care about you. That's all I was saying, but yeah, yeah, we've got an argument about that. So. No, I mean you're you're on the right track, but I think you, with dealing with kids, I mean I agree, kids are assholes. I, I mean I have a 16 year old boy and a just turned 11 year old girl, and I I mean like I have to go back to I mean I had Porter. We found out uh, my son was you know my junior year of college, and I remember the day that he was born and holding him in my arms, and it felt so awkward. You know what I'm saying? Like I think uh-huh. there's a difference between men and women and like they have oxytocin in their system they carried this child for nine months there there was an i mean there was an adjustment time of when the kids were i felt the same way like Mm -hmm. 
you know, you take them for a five minute run to Safeway and they shit all the way up, you know, their shit defies gravity, <laughs> oh, yeah. ends up in their hair, you <laughs> yeah. know, and like that one time you forgot a diaper bag or a onesie is that time that happened in, you know, that's going to happen, you know, yeah, I remember and, those days. but again, you know, it's when they started wiping their own asses, when they started and developing little characters and being able to have a conversation with you, that's, you know, as a man, as a father, that's when I stru- truly, decided they they started becoming less assholes that day you right. know um right. they're still little assholes but they're they're just cooler assholes you know like l- let them be selfish i kind of wish they were more selfish you know they are you know everything's on them i'm a glorified taxi driver you know you you know my life like i have yeah. to you know hang out you know for like an hour waiting around for them i mean they're i mean it sucks but like dude as they get older you mature you're able to have these conversations with them and just things will get better. You put that effort in like anything else, you'll get Again, better at it. Again, when it comes to framing things, that's the that's a really good way to frame it. And I think what I was trying to convey to my wife was more in the lines of my relationship with my kids isn't something that I'm relying to get happy on. I think that's what I'm trying to tell you, bro. Yeah. Is that like I am serious. Like I'm a fun dad, I get that, but I'm serious with my kids, bro. Like mm-hmm. I want them to succeed so i take things very seriously and yeah there's room for happiness sure but when i'm around my friends all i'm saying is that i allow myself more opportunity to fuck around yeah okay when of it course. comes to my children there's not a lot of effing around bro sure i have to train my daughter how to how to get potty trained sure i gotta teach my other daughter like what it is to me be a somehow a girl in the tw- you know 2019 and 2020 and 2021 while i'm a guy you know i'm trying to learn myself i take things very seriously but when we go out and play dude yeah you're right bro like when your kids go on golf i'm sure you're very proud and you're waiting and you know you're a good dad for waiting dude and it's just like yeah they get older and nothing much changes because you're still you know trying to be number one dad but i'm not trying to be number one dad i I mean like i get your frustration man i mean i dude like i'm I get frustrated pretty much every day with them in some form or fashion. Right, I mean, yeah. that doesn't stop. I mean, it's true. Like a long time ago, I just realized that like, you know, my life, my life is void. You know, it's all about them. Like they're the gift that I, you know, have kind of like given to this world. Like it's up to me to make sure not, you know, it's up to them to make sure they succeed, but it's up to me to m- structure their mind in a way to, you know, I want them to be, you know, be free thinkers. I want them to, you know, break barriers down. I mean, my, my kids are mixed race kids, you know what I'm saying? They're yeah. like, that's a worry to me, you know, like, it, it, uh, but it'll get better, man. It'll get better as they get older. You'll yeah, go into you know, it. I've noticed too, bro. Cause I'm only crying once every other hour now. <laughs> So let's put it that way. I think next I want to talk a little bit about, um, because honestly, I can talk about children for the next, you know, 30, 30 years. Yeah. But um, next up, I want to talk about uh, a gentleman named uh, Daniel Kahneman. He wrote a really nice book called Thinking Fast and Slow. He's a behavioral economist, ec- economist and uh, uh, he studies, uh, he's a godfather of a cognitive psychology, I want to okay. say. And if I'm wrong, sure, screw you. Sure. The whole thing is like this is uh, one of his uh, from a paper that he wrote with another gentleman, and he just wrote some uh, some tactics to get happier. I'm just gonna read them off quickly. Go ahead. Uh, what correlates of high life satisfaction? Correlates of high life satisfaction and happiness. Smiling frequent frequency. Yeah, I do it all the time, dude. I'm always happy. Yeah, or just doing a smile. Yeah. That's a big one. That's yeah. what he was saying. He just just 
going like this and you're like just smiling yeah. obviously releases endorphin or uh, dopamine and sure. it, it brings opportunity for other people to be nice to you as well okay mm-hmm. we get that i think we've all heard of that one um smiling with the eyes i didn't really understand that but I feel like you're doing it to me now. Yeah, it's just, it's and just it's like turning me on. I know. I mean, you're getting chub. I can, you know, it's a fine. No, that's a real thing, man. It's a smiling of the eyes is just, you know, a glare, but it's a little bit longer. You know, you know, cause how many times do you make con- eye contact like real good? Think about it, like right. real good eye contact with somebody. You know, if you make real good eye contact with somebody, they're like, oh, he probably wants to talk to me, and you get this, you know, rush. I mean, it's a legit thing. I would add it with the smile for sure. But sure. yes, he said smiling with the eyes. I think that's what he meant. <laughs> um, ratings of one one's own happiness made by friends. So he's saying like having friends telling other friends and even telling you, hey man, I I've seen you lately and you you seem different, bro. You mm-hmm. seem happier. I think that goes a long way because it. No, you could say it brings validation, but it brings a little sense of validation of, I wonder if I've been really trying to get happier and seeing a new perspective. I wonder if it's working and having someone randomly say to you, like a friend that you trust, yeah. damn, dude, you've been doing something, dude? Yeah. I can tell, bro, you've been seem happier because no one wants to, you know, get confronted and be like, sure. hey, man, are you all right? Yeah. Are you depressed? Yeah. You seem like in a way worse situation. Like, yeah. no one wants to hear that, dude. You know, everybody needs a good game. It's a human condition. I mean, I call it good games playing basketball. You know, it's just good game. Like, I still need good games, you know, not on a daily basis. But, I mean, it's always comforting when you get them. It makes you happy. I would agree with that, too. Uh, frequent verbal expressions of positive emotions. Obviously, that's a big one. That yeah. goes hand-in-hand in hand with me. With Most like people smiling. don't handle that very well. But they don't say positive things about yeah. themselves or others. Sure. And you're right, because a lot of people nowadays are haters. Yes. Because they want to be, I you smell that. Be, yeah, we, I smell we, hater. Yeah, yeah, because we can tie it into social media. Sure. Well. So that's a big one for him. Um, I like this one. Sleep quality. Oh, dude. Just live recently, by it. yeah, dude, that's a big one. Live by it, man. Dude, I, half the times we can't hang out is because you're more of a night owl than I am. I'm in bed by nine thirty. Yeah, bro, it's so good to every sleep night. every night. Like I do not care. Anjali could be watching a movie, and I'll just go to bed. But it's not just going to sleep early. It's actually getting into, like, deep um, REM sleep, Mm -hmm. bro. And also taking, like, let's say a supplement. I take magnesium. Magnesium will keep me sleeping because if you go to bed at 9 and wake up five times, your sleep quality is down. So so that's why I like he didn't write sleep duration. He wrote sleep quality. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's like... Um, we know we're having gl- a glass of wine right now. Like after this glass of wine, I will drink, you know, a ton of water. Yeah. And like I don't want to go to sleep with, you know, you know, you're eating some strawberries and cream right now. I don't want to eat sugar before I go to bed. I don't want to have wine in my system before I go to bed because mm-hmm. sleep quality is, you know, right. more important than sleep time. You know, you can sleep 12 hours, but I want that seven hours of hardcore sleep. Uh, next up, he says the happiness of close friends. So you being able to have and I'm going to get you – know, this would be a probably decent segue into gratitude, but having the gratitude and understanding like, hey, I want my close friends to be healthy and happy, mm-hmm. not just me, not just to be selfish. Like obviously I have – I want to my, I want to be healthy first. Okay, I get that. Yeah. And then I want my daughters and yeah. then my wife yeah. and then my family and then my friends and then obviously everyone around sure. me. But just being able to be like – when I leave here to be like, hey, man – give you a big hug and be like, hey, take care, dude. I want you to be safe and I want you to be happy and healthy and walk out and actually believe that. But I don't think you can spend too much time on that because it's not no, in your control. No, yeah, I mean, that's right, solely right. something that, you know, in that list of things, I think that's all those other ones, you're you're in your, you can control those. I'm not in charge of you being happy. You no, know, I understand. Yeah, but yeah, if yeah. you're talking about grouping happiness into these key terms, mm-hmm. that's one that's definitely not on you. That's on your friends to, you know, I mean, you can help them, you know, 
think about it, but that's you can't put too much time and effort into that as I think your own just, personal happiness. I think what I'm I think what Kahneman might be saying is mm-hmm. just self reported health or happiness of close friends is just being like just allowing yourself to be happy for other people. Cool. Because yes. there's other people who are, yes. like there's some people who are like, Oh, I'm happy. Yes. And they're like, What do you think of that guy? I'm like, Oh, Going back to being a hater. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. Yeah. Like, dude, that's your boy. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. You're like, oh, exactly. That's. That you got to allow people mm-hmm. to enter. Yeah. Um, self-reported health. Um, self-report- wrote... Self-reported health? Yeah. What does he mean by that? I think he wants to say, like, when it comes back to sleep quality and mm-hmm. then, like, having those rules. I'll, I'm going to get into rules in a second. Yeah. But having the rules of not having sugar past a certain time, um, eating healthy, mm-hmm. getting enough sleep, drinking enough water. Water is super underrated, yeah, bro. Dude. Super underrated. Yeah. It's like self-reported health, understanding that your health is excessively important. It's probably the first step into being happy. It's the first start to getting your mind right. If exactly. You're, if you're not healthy, I mean, I just, you know, you know my kind of my backstory the last year. I mean, I just got really healthy and it, it all started with food. It started with sleep. It started with treating your body right. And then you, your mind treats your body. If you if you don't treat it accordingly, it's night and day difference. Man. Again, now now that I'm talking to you, I can see this new angle and perspective. And again, for people who are just chiming in on the show, my show was going to kind of be me complaining and finding a new angle. And what Matt just did was help me find a new angle. It Happiness is so tied to emotion that we don't believe we're like sleep and and eating healthy and having a good diet that's not part of emotion but actually that's the that's the structure of emotion is yeah. allowing your brain to be healthy enough to be positive well again it like won't you, be if you're getting too much sugar it yeah won't be i mean if you're too exactly much like we don't i don't think we i think we underestimate the role that insulin and other hormones right, you know that you know just uh, not just even testosterone and estrogen just every hormone you know that we create it all plays a huge vital impact and like they can you know when i was going through my change i remember one night i was feeling really crappy i was really hungry and the next morning i woke up and all of it was gone you know because i withstood you know you know not eating sugar that night or not having a glass of wine before i went to bed and just for the next first day you know it changed everything i think then so that okay yeah so that's a big one um getting your diet and your health right that's like the so i i i I call it having a precursor Mm mm-hmm and so I call everything approval. What's my precursor to this? So the precursor to happiness is definitely your health. Um, and then the last one he wrote was a higher income. And you hear this a lot where, with, where people, they need to make, um, he did a study that someone who was making 60000 a year was happy-ish, but not as happy as a person who was making seventy-five. But after seventy-five, people who are making 85, 95, 100, two, you know, 150, um, the happiness standard or whatever, the way he measured it, um, people weren't getting happier. Yeah, because it gets you. You, you get they to a point of keeping up with the Joneses, 000. and then and then that's a whole other worry in itself. I mean, as soon as you have money, it seems like okay, you're hanging. I mean, it's just like when you get married, you tend to hang out with married people as right. you get older. You know, you get rich, you st- tend to start hanging out with rich people. You see what they have. You know. And, uh, I mean, keeping up with the Joneses is just as hard as, you know. Damn, bro. I wish I would have wrote this fucking part down because it was so interesting. But I was like, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I don't make 75 grand a year. So I'm like, fuck it. Let's, yeah. let's move on. But he said that in that same study, he, God, I'm going to get this wrong. He, he hey, what did he do? He asked the gentleman or whatever, hey, like, would you be okay with making 20000 a year? And or So if so, you're making tw- uh, $30,000 a year. 
and and then the next people above you is capped at 45 or would you rather make a hundred grand a year but the next person over you is making 300 grand and that person said no give me the 35 grand yeah i would say that too because they because it they felt like used but he was like no but you're good to get 100 grand like you've covered the happiness meter you're you're good to go and that guy or girl whatever was just kind of like nope why are they making 300 grand like we're in the same department well yeah you're in the same department but maybe you're like you're a first year first year like what are you talking about i should be making 200 grand and he was just like oh okay never mind fuck this study (laughs) well (laughs) it's just like people are maybe greedy or no i mean i just think that like most people i mean again i think i'm getting the study right hopefully i am right but like i mean i think i mean in my job in my profession i think i have a worth you know like i have a number in mind of what your value i'm worth Mm -hmm. you know like i mean if you ran the gamut of everything i think most people think they're worth more than what they you know totally are i think that's a human uh totally natural human thing but right i think you know we're all comfortable enough our own skills and who we are to have a real number and uh i mean even though my number i you know it's high i just it i don't know man i just look back to where and you know when i was on you know oregon trail you know in college like i was poor broke as a joke but literally the best time of my life you know what i'm saying i was never more happy being more broke in my life okay that's true too so that's what I want to say about that. Maybe it's like, uh, I don't know, what the study was over a certain age, people with kids or with that. I'm sure there's so many variables. Sure. That's why I didn't want to bring that up because yeah. studies like that, God, there's so many it's variables. Hard. Yeah. Um, so next up, I have something called rules to live by. And this is what I've been doing proactively um, to get cultivate happiness. Like every day? Yeah, what I've been doing so okay. far. Um I have it's mandatory that I that I ingest water uh ten ounces. I'm telling you, you have to break it down to like Dude, do you not how drink serious? water? I do. But like I'm gonna have some water right now. No, dude. no, I'm just you get like why why is it a struggle for you to drink I don't understand this about people. Why is it a struggle for you to drink water? You see me carrying around my blue water bottle right, right, all right. the time. Like I don't know why it's hard. I would I would say that I I have a I have an issue drinking more water than i should bro like i need to be doing at least you know at least half a gallon which is 64 ounces yeah. and i think i'm only shooting for 50 right now 40 yeah. 48 and there's people who are knocking out a gallon yeah if i'm not peeing every 30 minutes i do i'm i'm checking myself That's... so one of the ways for me to stay on track again rules to live by is it's mandatory for me to drink 10 ounces of water as a start okay. and as a start my brain already at least I, I feel like i'm persuading or tricking my brain into saying hey this is what he got first thing in the morning, and it made him feel good. Yeah. I say we get some more of this H2O crap mm-hmm. and feel better throughout the day. Yeah. So that's what I do. And I also read a study that if you drink a glass of water before your coffee, it makes, you know, you don't get so much of a crash. And then mm-hmm. if you drink a glass of water after your coffee, you don't get much yeah. of a crash. So not only that, um, lowering sugar, um, I use raw honey in my, in my coffee. Okay. And then I also use coconut powder creamer. And this is crap that I found on Joe Rogan. I, I actually posted this on Instagram the sure. other day. It's just Joe Rogan woo-woo crap, but I guarantee it works, bro. Because Joe Rogan have... wouldn't lie to me, dude. Yeah, I know, but he's, he a, dude, he, me, he's a truth sayer. Let's be real about it. But at the why same point in time, like, why do you even need rock cane sugar or creamer? Like, I mean, in Joe, in Joe saying that would be like your little inner bitch coming out. Like, you know, like, what is it with creamer and sugar that you need in your coffee? Don't you like coffee, like, well, in general? Then, well, then Joe Rogan's a bitch because he uses Laird Hamilton's 
coconut creamer. Like those are two <laughs> extreme. That's what I bought, bro. Human, no, no, dude, they're two extreme human beings, which they're amazing. But like, yeah, I mean, if if I ever had that kind of mind power, like, what would that be like to be on that level? Like, I don't know. I don't even know. Um, so get so those are the things I do first thing in the morning. Obviously, then trying to go to the gym or working out or even doing pull ups or even like. Joe Rogan again ha- says, even just hanging on like a pull-up bar. What do you mean try? Just try to get at least like a by doing like a pull-up or ten push-ups first thing. Sure. It makes me feel like, well, I did ten. Why not go to the gym? Like I get that's that. That's what I'm saying. Like why? I trick. I'm trying to trick myself and be like, hey, dude, it seems like you want to do this. Why don't you just go to the gym with your daughter? Yeah, and then I, I go. I pick my daughter up and we go to the gym and we'll spend about an hour and twenty minutes and. You know, we'll have a why don't you time. just plan that six days a week? Just, I mean, you know your schedule. I mean, what? I mean, here's what I don't. So I know you haven't. You're not through all your things yet. But like, what is your schedule? Do you have a set plan every day? Because my life's a my life's a schedule. You know, there's a couple opening gaps, but like to get your mind right, you got to do the same things and get into this. You know, you get up this time. You make your coffee. You do your mind. You got to give it time to let it. Do its thing, especially yeah. in the morning. And I think right now, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is easy for me to work out. Even though, let's say I'll skip Monday. Don't skip. Yeah, don't skip. Yeah, and then I'll go Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But then after doing a closing shift, and then waking up early, like my yeah. sleep is so jacked yeah. that I wake up with the girl, and then with my youngest, and then we. After I do like the routine, I honestly, dude, I'm, this is my biggest, probably my biggest issue, yeah. but I love a clean house. Sure. So I like mad, bro, mad clean, dude. Like I don't like a speck of dust, dude. Sure. And then after I see my house like immaculate, then I'm like, well, I'm ready to go. And then some of those times, bro, and this is what kills me. It'll be three hours later and yeah. I'm not in the mood to go to the gym, bro. And I'm like, oh, I screwed that up. I should just go to the gym, get energy, and yeah. come back and, and clean. And clean it then, yeah. Dude, I mean, you gotta trust th- me. You it's gotta, an issue. I mean, I think a lot of you know people's um, you know thought processes are just you put yourself on a schedule, do what you say you're gonna do, and just do it for a week. You know, don't bitch out for a week. Well, and just see where you're at. Right, and then that's also another rule to live by, dude. I got, I'm creating these new rules. I think sure. it's called not heuristics. It's called. Yeah, that's one thing we axioms, do is justify right? things to ourselves, however we need to. You well, know? yeah, one of those rules is like, dude, get real. You have um, these idiosyncrasies, and yeah. one of them might be waking up and needing a clean house. It's like, yo, get over yourself, dog. Go to the damn gym that's healthier. Right. No one's gonna remember you for your clean house, but people are gonna remember when you got some bulging ass biceps. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Anyways, um, okay, so get some clarity, gratitude. It can all go to shit. So balance. Um, one thing that I think if you, to cultivate happiness is to have gratitude. And I think you read a book, The Force. What is it called? The Four Love Lang? No, The Four Love Something. What is it? Oh gosh, it was a four test or fill four pillars or four testaments. Gosh darn it. I gave it to you, man. I wanted you to read it. Yeah. But then you just, knowing you, you probably just read the highlighted fucking oh, version of it. Because exactly I was, I was a good enough friend to be like, oh, this book would be great. The for highlight, you. the highlight. And then I highlighted it for you. And then you're like, yeah, I read those. You know, I flipped through it and read the highlights. I'm like, dude, it's the cool. highlights were amazing. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think you would understand. I'm sure that book had it. Um, yeah, it's called the Four Agreements. Four Agreements. Yeah, and I know they talk about gratitude. It's like, yo, have gratitude for yourself and others. For the now, but also remember the gratitude you had for them in the past. So it's like having anxiety is living in the future, having 
depression is living in the past. And I think a really good way to kind of mitigate through those two is to have gratitude for the future and give gratitude for the past because it's easy to give gratitude in the now because mm-hmm. after I leave right now, I'm going to be like, dude, thank you so much. You don't know how much gratitude I have. Mm-hmm. Dude, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I have so much. Gra- I'm going to leave with gratitude, but I want to hold that moment and then, you know, in a week be like, damn, dude, text me and be like, yo, dude, thank you again for letting me come over. And then hopefully in the future be like, man, I can't wait to do that again with someone else. Like, let me, let me cultivate some more happiness and gratitude for another person so they can allow me into their home or maybe they can allow them to my home. And just living in that gratitude it almost keeps you out of your own ego and sure. keeps you out of your out of the social media realm, out of all this realm because you're just so stuck on like, man, I gave gratitude a week ago. I'm giving gratitude to my wife now. And you know what? I can't wait to give gratitude later. Yeah. That's the best. I think that one, if there's any secret – is definitely trying to cultivate gratitude. And I know Brene Brown is um, someone you can go online and go on some YouTube and um, figure out some um, gratitude training. Uh, Who's she? Bre- uh, Brene Brown. I'm pretty sure her name's Brene Brown, and she wrote a book on gratitude. Really? Or being like, like uh, what's her like? What's her emphasis? So like, what's you know, what is she saying that you're going to get out of you know giving this gratitude to other people freely? I'm guessing. Pretty much, uh, or is it earned, or like, are you just supposed to be overly, you know, hey, thank you for this, you know? Because I don't think it was, I think it was just um, tr- training yourself to be more un- being more knowledgeable that gratitude okay. exists. Sure. Because, bro, I'm telling you right now, you're in the serving I, industry, so you 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 see it a lot more I, than I, probably I do. I was gonna say just more with like my wife, someone that oh. I see all the time. Like it's just it's easy for me to. Yeah. Look at her and her do things, and it's just maintenance. Yeah, and being like, "Oh, that was just the maintenance part." You know, what's the real stuff? But really, just giving gratitude to the maintenance. Like, you wash the dishes, yo. Thanks for washing the dishes. Or be like, yo, thanks for that paycheck that's coming in. That's gonna help pay for this mortgage. Uh, I'll be like, hey, yo, I'm super proud of you. Remember that one time you did this for me? I'm like, thanks for that too. And then walking away, and it sucks. Yeah, some people are gonna take advantage of you when on that. I can see that part, but at the same time, I'm like, forget what those other people say, dude focus on gratitude and you'll be good now am i overly doing it or am i like the best at it no nah, bro but is, is duke it, having this conversation is going to remind me to to cultivate it yeah i, yeah. I don't know what the secret is maybe Brene brown might have it i haven't read any of her books my wife has and she, she loves know, it just don't be a dick and then go out there and just thank people for if they do something i just don't be a dick i mean i think gratitude comes easily if people aren't assholes i mean it's hard to come by when someone's being vicious or has like an ulterior motive in hand man so so this was one part that i don't quite get yet but again danny kahneman is talking about it so it must be true right it's a what do we really remember and why the experiencing self there's two versions of you there's an experiencing self and there's a remembering self so what he's trying to say is there's two different types of concepts. Of, there's con- lots of concepts of happiness, but in within this conversation, there's two concepts of happiness. Okay. There's a happiness that you want to remember, and there's a happiness that you want to experience in the now. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are trying to cultivate memories so they can go back into their memory databank, dat- like databank and be like, oh, you know what? I was happy at that moment. And then they use that to compare and contrast. So not just compare 
like other like you i go on a trip mm-hmm. i had a great time yeah you go on that same trip and it might be like me being like well i'm sure my trip was better because of this or you, you can yeah. get into that trap and then you can contrast and you can talk about your your trip and i can be like did you go on the jet skis mm-hmm. nah well, i did so f- you're missing out on that one but what really it's like who gives a shit what matters? Can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. Like, how do you do you take a lot of pictures of your kids? Like, do you when you go places? Do you? Take I a don't. Lot of and he Me actually either. he actually I talked not, about I that. Do, I do not. Yeah. He like, I, I don't about think that. it's a bad thing. Like, I don't need these. You know, it's I'll take one or two like on a trip, but that's it. And like that's all I need. I got it here. It meant so good much to me. Like, I don't. I had a, like kind of. I felt somebody was like. Show me a picture of your kids. And I'm like, I had to scroll through like 16, 20 work photos. And they're so like, you I, don't have more pictures? And I was yeah. like, screw you. Like, I know, you know. He, he, that's so funny you said that, bro. He spoke about that in one of the podcasts. They're like, oh, do you go back on, on pictures? And he was like, nah, like, I don't, I don't go on pictures. And then they were like, why not? And then that's when he talked about hanging out with friends and like, what about your kids? He's like, oh, I love my kids, but like, I don't even, like, I had this memory of us going, what do you say? He went to like Antarctica. And he's like, and then I thought about it for 25 minutes. And he's like, and then I had a good time. He's like, mind you, the trip was three weeks long. Yeah. He's on, I had 25 minutes of memory. Yeah. He's like, that was it. Yeah. He's like, three weeks, yeah. 25 minutes. He's like, I'm, I only saved a certain amount. He's like, and if I go back to pictures, he's like, I probably would have spent another hour. He's like, but I told myself why. I don't think people well, really why to allow myself to get sad, maybe or even <laughs> no, happier. He's I just like, don't just think let that go. people realize that we've, you know, we've had about three and a half billion years of evolution without pictures. So, like, I, I don't think that we are wired for pictures. I, I will say though, when I go to my grandma's house, bro, the first <laughs> thing I do, this is the thing, I go to the picture book and I look at pictures you of me. You enjoy it; it's okay. No, I do, but I'm saying like, but I'm over here feeling like a hypocrite because I'm like, no. I'm not taking those pictures. My wife is, though. I guess that's what's saving it. But I told myself, hey, you know what? I don't need to take 50 pictures. I just take one snap, and I and I just hold it. And then now I have, like, one or two couple snaps. And honestly, I've been thinking about taking a group photo just, like, me and the girls every year so I can see how they change every year. And I wouldn't mind having that. Dude, look, I wouldn't mind one of those. I think that would be kind of cool. I am not. I'm the antichrist to your grandma. Look around. I have two pictures back over your left shoulder of my uh, right right there that is yeah. literally it of pictures of my kids that are hanging up on the wall it doesn't mean i'm any less proud of them it's no just, i don't I, that, I, that I, I don't i don't think that's dude, i felt like either. dirty like this person that was telling me the other day that oh you don't have picture like i felt like i don't know I, I felt flustered i don't get flustered very often but her think, attacking me not attacking that's a right word, it's just, she's just like, kind of attacking but at the same time <laughs> like I, I wouldn't mind Let's say if Audrey, I think my dad does this. If Audrey made something for me, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd hang it up on the wall. No, that's fine. I'd be like, hey, be, hey man, I got you this. I'd be like, for my birthday. Oh, she, thanks. And I'd just I'll hold it there. And then my, you know, I'd probably have my house full of those things. But honestly, yeah, right? You can't. <laughs> I, I, I think for me, I, I would. The problem with that is that it allows you to go back into a time that could have made you sad yeah. or could have made you happy. But in the end, you're like so you're being persuaded by something. I think, it's all I about think, being yeah, persuaded. Yeah, I think right? it's like persuasion. Like I would feel bad if, let's just say, you know, an aunt gave me something like a she knitted something that sucked. You know what I'm saying? And then I was <laughs> like, are you gonna put it up or are you gonna try it on? Like I feel like you're lying to them. You know what I'm saying? Like if you say we put it up, and I 
I'll kind of, I'm to a point now in my life where I'm like, you know what? I don't really think it goes well here. You know, I won't flat out tell him it sucks or anything like that. Or it's like, it'll never work, but I'll just make it, you know, the blow as less painful as possible. But I would rather not lie to people about (laughs) stuff like that. Uh, When it comes to the girls, I think, I don't think my house will be full of disgusting art. Like I tried giving (laughs) my dad at one point and he was just like, ah, dude, thanks. You know, (laughs) but, um, I think just keeping it like whatever you want to put it away and then for someone else to see it. So maybe taking the pictures, not for you, but for someone else. How about that perspective? I mean, that's what I do for Instagram. It's like four times a year. Here it is. Grandma, grandpa, like aunts, uncles. There you go. I'll see you whenever I get down there. And that's how I treat social media in a nutshell is that. No, what would take social media out? I think because I don't, I don't really post that much of my, my kids or like, but that's like the only thing date. I use pictures for that I take is like four times a year. I I like taking. You I mean, know what? I, you know what you, I how do. How many times have you printed out? I've had an iPhone for like eight years or whatever. I've never printed out a single picture. Never. Um, I think what I do, and I do like doing this. Um, I will take a picture for my bro. My bro mm-hmm. will ask me, "Hey man, can you send me a picture of the girls?" Awesome. And I'll do that, or my mom. Sure. Do. I almost hardly take one for myself, which is weird to say, but the, oh, I'll send. You will when it comes to like right, 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 right. You will no, man. for sure. Yeah, no, I, and I do, but I think um, I do do that. I maybe four times a week to maybe yeah, three at least three times a week to my wife when she's at work. I'll send one of my daughter's face, and then I'll probably send one of my dick. Yeah, dude, totally. I mean, but anyways, love dick pics, right? Well, it's still um, a thing, right? No. I mean, my wife doesn't get enough. So <laughs> the whole point is, like, I'll send one, I'll send a picture of Avery, and be like, hey, you know, hope this brightens up your day. And then honestly, I'll go through my phone and probably delete eighty percent of them. Yeah. No. <laughs> but I'm just like, hey, this mattered in that moment, right? Yeah. But as long as we have a picture of, like, let's say ten pictures for that year of their faces, I want them to see it like 16 years later be like oh i have 160 photos of you anyways the whole point is maybe you and i aren't like big photo takers maybe not maybe a lot of men aren't yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know know what to say like i don't ask dudes how many pictures you take of your kid i mean that's something i don't get Um, into i mean it's like i do how many pictures of kids you have on your phone show me bro in the end (laughs) honestly bro what am I really going to remember from my dad? The, all the pictures he took or all the hugs he gave that's me? That's what I'm saying. Boom. Dude, that's it. I mean, God dang it. So he's saying he's saying that happiness is the end of the experience. So he's, I think, or maybe, I don't know. I think I wrote that. Uh, shit. I don't, yeah, I don't know. Because uh, I don't know. He said, well, he, for, sure, for sure, your memory is greatest at the very end. So you're going to remember. So you and I can go out, right? Have a great time. And at the very last moment, something can go wrong. And that's kind of the end of the, the trip as it is. And we're going to be like, yeah, remember when we went out, we had a great time, whatever. But remember at the end, like some shitty thing went down. And you'd yeah. be like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that. I think Danny Connor was trying to rem- let you know, like, be careful with your memories. A lot of the times you're fabricating your own memories. Oh, yeah, dude. You're you're manipulating yourself into believing something. We do that all the time. You can watch a fucking car wreck, and you know three other people saw that exact same car wreck, and then you have four different you know versions of that man. I mean, your mind's a slippery, slippery thing, no matter how strong you think it is. Yeah. At so any point in time, especially things that happen quickly, that's just that's just a fact. Yeah. So I think another part here it is. Ha. Um, what gets in the way of happiness? Um, is he was saying like shame, regret, guilt, uh, things that are counterfactual. 
he's trying to say like be careful because a lot of the times you have an expectation of what something's going to be and then what's hindering you from being happy is that those expectations weren't met but mm-hmm. all you're doing is basing it on a previous memory mm-hmm. of something that was close to the situation so you're like i had a great time doing that and i know even though this isn't the same day it's similar i'm sure i'll have a I'll have that same feeling but he's like hey be careful because it's a whole new experience what you need to be doing is focusing on the experience not on this previous memory yeah he calls it anticipated memory sure just think about Danny it like, calls I mean, it dude, if 4-H camp was the same years at, t- at 10 years old of age as it is if you went to 4-H camp at 8 well I guess it'd be FFA at 18 years old I mean you can't go into going to the same you know if you go whatever vacation every year every year is going to be a brand new experience you can't be like oh you know things are different from 10 to 18 you know right so keeping that in mind um the remembering self story and the experiencing self mm-hmm. uh things don't get uh talked uh things don't get talked you're the fuck i can't even read my own handwriting shit F- fuck it the whole point is he's trying to say that you're constantly trying to create a story of these memories uh. and of these experiences so a lot of the times careful with what story you're trying to convey to yourself um be careful of anticipated memories you're trying to anticipate a memory to come back. That's not going to happen. Focus on the experience. I think Danny Kahneman's trying to say that. I already spoke about the two concepts of happiness. Uh, contrast. If you believe something will make you happy, it usually does. If you, your expectations weren't met, you might find yourself contrasting between past memories that yielded the same result. But be, but be your with new people. But being with new people or a place there must be a chance. So he's trying to say, like, try to get yourself with new people, um, or try to get that that mindset that you want to get to a new place because you are going to create a new experience. Don't rely so much on the previous, um, the past memories. And that, that I will end it with that being. If there's any takeaway, creating those rules, understanding that health is really important. Um, cultivating happiness, what can get in the way, regret, shame, and then and these anticipated memories of what something might be. Um, I think that those are some important uh, strategies. Um, is there anything you want to end with? No, man. I just, I just, I just hope that you know mental illness or whatever depression or whatever i mean yeah you i mean you have to it's nobody can help you but yourself i mean ultimately i mean i hundred percent for years i just i cannot stress that enough like nothing's going to change until you want it to change literally it has to start there it's kind of like an alcoholic you know i have a problem you know and it's admitting that and actually physically doing something about it i would even argue getting some of these like a podcast like this not to promote it but to be like hey what are some tactics i need more knowledge and that's what happened to me i mean i'm lucky to have gotten through my wife's insurance that i get to go to therapy I, mean, I only had one session, but it's it's already helped me. Not that I'm like, oh my god, I'm a changed man. It just it was something that I've always wanted to experience, and I know it's going to be a lot better for me. And even Danny Kahneman has said this before, and I gotta quit mentioning this guy. Just I'm, have a boner for the dude. The whole point is like he's like, I wish a lot of people would have, you know, thirty minutes a month 
with somebody with, with like a professional. Sure. I'm, hey, can you talk to me about this? Just Thirty minutes with someone who actually fucking cares. Oh yeah, you're right. Or listen, dude. Who it. cares? Yeah. Who cares what your degree is? I do not that's care. True. That's true. I mean, that's true. You know, like that's part. Just spend quality time with somebody. It, it's a priceless thing, and I think people don't do it enough. I mean, and just so thirty minutes with anybody that loves you, cares for you, truly is coming from a point of Switzerland. You know, to where that could mean the world. You know, and we just don't do that. Everything's over your phone or, you know, behind a TV screen. I mean, it's never a conversation anymore. It's just, it's just not, and it needs to be. I mean, the further we get away from that, I think the more, you know, closed off we are going to be and mental illness is going to be there because we think everybody's against us or, you know, we're not liked or we don't think we're beautiful. 100%, So that's dude. just how I feel yeah, it's, it, Yeah, you're right. It's just going to keep on growing and yeah, growing Yeah, it's a cancer, growing. man. It is a cancer, yeah. A virus, a cancer, yeah. Yeah, whatever you want to call it, but. Hundred percent. I think what I would like to do is revisit this show, maybe like in six months to see Whatever like what new things I figured out, sure. and to see if I'm it's even working. I mean, I've seen your growth over the last. I mean, I've only really known you what three months tops. Yeah, honestly, tops. And I mean, I really don't talk to you know people that are like you know less than five feet. So talking to you, hey, I'm five three. I do whatever. I know. I'm just whatever. like Why I'm a little lying? bit taller than Why that. You lying? But it's all right. I still love you. 100%. All right. I think I'm going to respectfully get off this podcast. I don't know how how do you how do you how do you get someone off? What does Joe Rogan say? Hey, thank you so much for your time. I know you have to, uh, so many things to do. I yeah. forgot what he says, Just bro. Peace out, fuckers. Ah, god. Seriously. Anyways, thank you so much for listening, folks. Um I I had a really really great time. I'm going to try to edit this as best as I can. Um, and this is my first time using the Zoom H5 Handy Record tab. Uh, but thanks so much. This is going on 50 minutes. It's a long podcast. Love you lots. All right, peace. Later.